0: Welcome to Diary of an Ex-Ho. I'm Sherry Hardman, I'll be your ex-ho, and today's guest is Dante Soupman Barnett. So sit back, enjoy the episode, and remember the old saying, always a bridesmaid when you're a ho. Um, if uh, after we're done doing this, you stop and think, oh shit, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> You, you got about 24 hours to get to me for me to cut it out because I edit fairly fast so and no I, will cut, I will cut out anything you don't, you decide you didn't want to say so right. unless I've already got it loaded and then you're fucked so, <laughs> okay <laughs> Hi, it's me, Sherry Hardman just here to remind you to subscribe to my channel and every time you like or comment that helps me out a lot doesn't hurt you at all. So,
1: do it. Do it. Do
0: it. So, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a long time.
1: I've been keeping it myself. Uh, there's a lot of drama out there, a lot of people putting bad juju on my name. So, I've just been keeping it myself. Mm. <laughs> and that's my best answer to it. Yeah. <laughs> These same people have been having problems with everybody. Uh, So it's funny to see. Like, I remember when I had my beef in comedy, and everybody Mm -hmm. was like, well, it's you. And I was like, it's not. And it was me. Because I was going against the norm. I do my own shows. I wanted everybody to be like me and try to be diverse and book everybody. And that's just not how it works, right? Mm -hmm. And so I see the same person that's trying to give me drama. They've been lying on other people and having all kinds of fucking trouble. And it's finally catching up with him. And I'm like, ah, I see. It's not just me. It's you. (laughs) Oh, and then, like, going to Honolulu and stuff, it's, uh, that was amazing. You can't, you can't tell somebody they're not funny, right, when they go to a different state where people aren't doing the politics and they're crushing it. I mean, you went to Austin, you know what I'm talking about, right? Right. You can yeah. tell me I'm not funny, but if I go to Austin do five shows and crush, obviously you're lying, <laughs> right? That's true. And so yeah. I, I think, for me, that's the uh, that's the one. Is everybody wants to be the king of Seattle or be the biggest fish out here? And it's like that's not going to get you rich. That's not what your end goal is. You know yeah. what I mean? So
0: this is a very small pond out here. Bingo. <laughs>
1: Not only is it a small pond, but I think the rules of our pond are kind of fucked up too, right? Because you go everywhere else and they're making all kinds of jokes that if you did hear, you'd be like, oh, my God. Right. What? I go places and I hear jokes and I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, why Why am I acting like that? Because I've been censored where I'm at. So now I feel everybody else should be. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right. Well, the last night I was in Austin, we did six sold-out shows and the last day, I was like, oh, I'm going to play around with my set a little bit, you know? Mm. And I pulled out a joke that someone uh, a couple years ago told me to stop doing. Which one? Um, the one about how big women are like Cadillacs.
1: Yep, I know what you're talking about. Or like it, unicycles and shit, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it. well, and it, it's like, well, I won't tell the whole thing here, but... Freaking murdered! They murdered that room, and I'm like, "Mm, "Yeah, see, why am I listening to people that I don't really respect?" Anyway, let's talk about sex. But first, we're gonna play a little game of Mary Shag Kill. Oh shit! Okay, but we're doing Diva Edition, so we're not doing anyone we know. So let me share my screen so I can go to it.
1: Um. Murder, shag, kill. Uh huh. What's the difference between murder and kill? Sorry, marry, shag, kill. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like what? And people, people say I'm not Asperger's, and like you don't know me. <laughs>
0: All right, hang on. Let me... Um, okay, I can't. All right, never mind. We'll just do it that way. Okay. Back to Zoom. <laughs> Share my screen. It's just right now I don't have it on the thing I want, so my personal shit's going to show up, and I don't really want that. So,
1: You're
0: good. It's okay. I can edit it out. It's nothing bad. It's just there might be... You know, people we know, they would uh stop and screenshot that one spot to try and read my messages. <laughs> <laughs> All right, marry one, shag one, kill one. All right. Okay, here we go. Rihanna, oh. Beyonce, and Mariah.
1: This is fucked up because one of these women looks like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh honestly I'd marry Mariah. Um I'd probably I don't know on the last two. Probably Shag Rihanna. I'd marry Mariah, Shag Rihanna, and kill Beyonce.
0: Alright. Uh, bye bye Beyonce
1: <laughs> She's too uh too much of a diva for me.
0: <laughs> and Mariah's not
1: I I just got, I told you my ex looked like her and uh, Uh, I've been, I've been wanting to, me and Mariah. That's a really good picture of her too. Uh, Yeah. I could share my screen of a picture of my ex and you would be like, you remember the one Uh I was dating California, they're very similar. So kind of got an affinity for that.
0: (laughs) All right. So I want to kind of take you back to when you were growing up and stuff. Now, I know your mom is gone, correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. Um, When you were young, was your dad around at all?
1: Kind of. Not really. I mean, my dad came around when I was about 13 or 14.
0: Oh, okay. So was your mom, did you have like a stepdad or did she date guys or? Like, what was your role model of a couple?
1: Oh, no, no such thing. My mom was a hussy. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> my mom was a a, a a woman of the night, as they call them, right? Uh, <laughs> as a kid, I used to love it, because she'd bring dudes home, and uh, I'd go through their pockets when I woke up in the morning, <laughs> and steal their money, and read their ID, and try to figure out who they were, so, uh, yeah, uh, there was no,
0: uh, <laughs> Did you have... it's funny, I don't
1: think, <laughs> what you say?
0: I say, did you have any kind of role model anywhere, grandparents or anything about, uh, you know, like a a, a couple being in you know, love? My,
1: my dad got married when I was in sixth grade. And I lived with him for a year, and then I moved in with him for uh, eighth, ninth, tenth, and eleventh. So I lived with my dad for five years, and he was married, yeah. but it never seemed like love. If that makes any sense, like. Um, even to this day it doesn't it's a relationship of a of comfort or you know what I mean like it like the, I know that they love each other but what we uh consider to be love if that makes any sense right? right I don't ever see um so for me no it was just uh I'm really a fucked up comic I didn't know how bad I was till we talked about that <laughs> you like have you ever seen a relationship before like uh, no, actually I actually used to well, rob my mom's boyfriends. <laughs>
0: how do you think how do you think that's affected your dating life?
1: You know, I talk to somebody about that a lot. Um, uh, I do a lot of jokes about being mixed, and even one of my jokes about how my mom used to call me nigga, which is true. Most of my jokes are true or have some truth to them, right? And I told somebody once I was like, uh, when your mom doesn't love you properly, <laughs> right? Kind of fucks up your idea of love for the rest of your life. And uh even like with my, you know, it's funny you show that. I was thinking about my picture of my ex. But man, I was thinking about her the other day and how maybe she did, she wasn't right in a lot of things she did, but she was trying to love me, right?
0: And mm-hmm.
1: um, a lot of times I think I reject that. I shut down. I become a recluse. Um I just don't, if you're not even recently, I've had just people do some shitty shit to me. And instead of, I don't really so much attack people as I do just withdraw because I'm, my size, my stature, and who I am, right? But not only that, but as a kid, you uh, you can't attack your mom, right? You just withdraw. You go into your room, you shut your door, you hide, right? And uh, I dealt with a lot of physical and mental abuse from my mom. She's an alcoholic and shit. So that initial relationship, that initial person, I was supposed to love you didn't and I remember at her funeral, and even on like one of my cut videos they 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 uh I said when my mom died, she taught me what I wanted in a woman. they didn't finish the part of it that I said was not because she was the perfect woman, but I knew what I didn't want <laughs> right I knew what qualities you know what I'm saying and so
0: we've had we've had know. people on here that have talked about reverse role
1: models, which is right? all that yeah. And and for me, you know, there's a lot, I know how to cook, I know how to survive, I know how to pay bills, I know how to, you know what I mean, make it, as a comedian, those are all high quality things (laughs) that we need, right, like we're not making a shit ton of money until we make it, so, but in the same regard, I don't, I don't know if I work hard to keep people in my life, you want to go, go, bye, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared to let go. I don't really latch on. I latch on, right? And if I do, I I, I latch on quick. And uh, once I'm off, I'm off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm like a lost puppy, I guess you could say, in a lot of ways, right? And I think you know that about me. I am very uh, transparent to a fault, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people take advantage of that or, or use that or manipulate that in a lot of different ways. And uh, once I become aware of that, Oh, it's bad. And I know I, like, you know, in a sense, I felt like one of one of the people I dated was using me because I felt like they were way, way more popular on the comedy scene and booked when we were dating, as opposed to when we weren't. That went down. Now, part of that's not their fault. Part of that's because I book a ton of shows, right? And if you're going with me wherever I was going and going with me on all my shows, guess what? When well, at the beginning... Everybody thinks you're the best person in the world, or you're the new black comedian, or whatever it is. And then when I noticed we broke up, it was like, they're not as popular. Maybe it's just, I'm not booking them every other day, right? Or whatever it is. And so I think that's been the hard part is, I act like a puppy dog a lot. And I think now I'm more like a guard dog. <laughs> Than <Little> a puppy dog. <laughs> because before I was looking for everybody to love. Now, I'm just guarding my heart and just growling at anybody <laughs> don't don't touch me, don't come near it you know what I mean I don't want I don't wanna <laughs> I don't I thought about that like literally I was thinking how much risk there is in trying to be in a real relationship right like putting your walls down, trusting somebody, giving them your feelings, opening up your schedule, giving them their time, really committing to caring about what they like love it and endure it's a lot I of have. work.
0: It's a lot yeah. yeah who wants to do all that? That's why I was single for 49 years I totally get it so <laughs> um okay so when you were a kid uh I refer to this as like a sexual awakening do you remember like tell me about like the first time you really noticed there's something going on in this world meaning sex? That I previously didn't understand. Oh, I can tell I'm, you when. I'm get. Now I'm starting to get it.
1: I can tell you when. I can tell you who. Uh, I remember being in uh, fourth grade, right, which is nine years old. And you might say that's young, but I was a uh, at nine. I was five ten. <laughs> right. I hit five nine five ten and nine years old. I was already uh. I was well matured. My body was matured early, and we had this substitute teacher for the end of the year named Miss Lozier. And when I say this, uh, Miss Lozier was built was top heavy like yourself. She had a rack. I remember that she had she had some tits. <laughs> I remember being nine and just being like, "Oh my!" <laughs> I get a little <laughs> arousal in my pants, and I look at Miss Miss Lozier, and. Uh, yeah, I was. I've I've been. A, I found out I was a titty man at nine years old. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you. Uh, <laughs> it was. I don't know what it was. And it, it seemed like I was the only kid that was looking around the class trying to figure out who, which one of these girls I'd fuck. And I remember being nine, thinking they didn't look right to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, has
0: the big boobs?
1: Yeah, and I, I'm. I'm five nine, and they're like all like four two. You know what all I mean? Right. <laughs> I, I remember looking at the sixth grade girls like, "That's what I want." That's uh, <laughs> you know, it's sixth grade, eleven, twelve girls are all starting to you know blossom in their old way. All and right. I can remember just looking at the girls my age and being like, uh, "No, uh, yeah, you're a." Uh... It was like that for a long time. Even in high school, it was like that because you know I'm six foot two, two hundred. Five pounds is a fucking sixteen-year-old senior. Wow. I can't date no hundred pound, and even just just the idea that just was there's a whole lot of other undertones to it. But yeah, I can remember in fourth grade seeing Miss Lozier, and then even like before that in second grade, I can remember we had uh, this little Asian girl named Beth. I thought Beth was so fucking cute. I went to first and second grade with her. And I can just remember just being so in love with how cute little Beth was. But then again, Beth was this little Asian girl. So by the time we hit third grade, I'm like 5'3 and she's fucking 3-2. Shit wasn't working out. Shit was uh... <laughs> not uh not laugh. Like, I joke, I can't, but like yeah, it just wasn't, it was not gonna be the same. Oh fuck, I got something. Let me read this too. If I can prove it, so this is my baseball card from uh, sixth, fifth grade, right? See this, and on here I'm listed at five foot ten and one hundred and forty eight pounds, and I'm barely twelve years old. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so uh, it was just uh, I remember having a realization that I was attracted to women, but just not the ones my age. <laughs> I've been cougar hunting my whole life I was going to say has
0: that carried through to now do you still like older women or is that even now, now that you're
1: older I think I, I'm more compatible and I think this probably goes back to taking care of my mom and my mom only being like 17 years older than me right but I'm more like I'm a grumpy old man uh, i just have a way of doing things it was in honolulu and i talked about how i was asperger's and i then gave the comedian who was hosting a hug and he said like, oh that's huge He's like, if he admitted made these asperger's i noticed he didn't hug me earlier he's all about his space and i thought about his oh you've seen me before i'm very particular about my personal space right and <laughs> it's just no matter how you get him, but <laughs> there's there's just certain, you know what I mean? Like When I'm cooking, I'd get the fuck out the kitchen. Go sit your ass down. I don't want no help. Like, I don't know. There's, there's uh, I can't handle young women. I don't want to be on Snapchat. I don't want to be, <laughs> I barely want to be, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think you might be right. I like them around my age or at least four to five years older. <laughs>
0: Nothing wrong with that. They're, young women, I love them, but my God, you get a group of like young women, they're so loud and just so much energy that it's like, makes me
1: exhausted to be around. Well, for me, it's intimidating. It's like double dutch. You know what I mean? You got four women. It's like, <laughs> how am I going to get in here and talk? I'm not. Ready? One, two. You know, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not hopping into double dutch. I don't mm nope all right so
0: when you were younger or even as a young adult do you remember like any scenes like in a just a mainstream movie that had like some kind of love scene that really uh stuck with you turned you on whatever
1: man there's two things i'm gonna say uh my first go-to material wasn't even a movie or a scene it was the Bon Marché catalog, because oh. they'd have the bra section. <laughs> <laughs> I always that was my first thing was get that Bon Marché catalog and knocking it out because it was like you had a it was almost like you had a plethora of women. Usually there was one black woman on every catalog, right? There's just one for the whole shoe uh-huh. and a couple uh-huh. of different night. There'd be one thicker white woman maybe one black woman or one Asian, right? And then, uh, you know, a couple skinny white bitches. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but that's... <laughs> right? And and that was, like, my go-to. As far as a kid, like, the sexiest thing to be thinking as a kid was... Uh, I hate to say this, was Jessica Rabbit. I remember when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out and that, that voluptuous... Hey, Again I'm with the, the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boob man. I see you calling me out today. Uh, <laughs> it just the curve, the sultry voice, and then the idea of her falling in love with him because it was funny. I guess that's my thing. Like I, I'm not. People say why well, you're not into porn. I'm like because I'm Asperger's. There's got to be a story. Like I'm like, you just can't walk in and start banging a chip with a pizza. Like what what kind of pizza did she order? Why did she order the pizza? How do you know this lady? Have you been there before? Like there's gotta be some sort of <laughs> interaction. We just can't ding 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 ding. And I think I've even ruined my own personal encounters in life because I don't know how to just go straight to ding 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 ding. And I don't think there's anything to up with that. It's just my own thing. But Like, I don't know. I get embarrassed when I watch sex on TV. Mm-hmm. I thought that, about that the other day. Is a. Uh, will never... like. Do you ever think about how other people have sex? Have you ever looked at somebody and been like, I bet he's lame and bad? Oh, I, do, wonder- that all the, I do that all the time. I have a whole bit about that, you know? <laughs> I didn't. So, I've never... Uh, I never really thought about that till a couple years ago, right? Like my ex was my ex girlfriend that looked like Mariah would ask me all these questions, and I was like, I never. She was like, "Do you think everybody just fucks the way you do?" And I was like, "Honestly, I never thought about it. I didn't. I don't think it. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. It's 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 uh." I don't think lions watch other lions mate. You get what I mean? But like, I don't think the gorillas are sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm getting supposed to. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and fight for this pussy lose and then watch you take it. Right? Like, <laughs> that's not how this works. You know, like, I don't. I don't know. It's just uh, that's never been a. I don't know. If you can't, it's if a- I can't ha- have it, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> Do you have any um sexual regrets? <sighs> Man. Yeah, there's been some ugly ones. There's been some drunk ones. Um then there's just been some bad choices, right? Uh I don't know. I don't I don't think we ever have regrets. I think we have experiences, right? Um I hate to diminish anybody's character, their beauty, or their own confidence, and single somebody I'll be like, ah, I should have never slept with you. Right. Um, I do wish sometimes though I wasn't as experienced as I was. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I think it's I think sex can become a competition in the wrong relationship or in many relationships. And what I mean by that is uh my last, I think women control sex, and I'll start there. And what I mean there is, uh, there's no sexual prowess really for a woman. Does that make any sense? Having sexual prowess or being very good is so much shame. We've talked about. I've heard you talk about this, right? Like if you're really good at sex as a woman, you're a whore, right? If you're really good at sex as a guy, you're a gentleman, right? And you're you get what I mean. And so there's a dynamic where women satisfy men and men can be impotent or, or unable to satisfy a woman and it's not a big deal, right? You get what I'm saying? Women go into the bedroom with the idea they may not be satisfied. Women go into, Men go into the bedroom knowing they're probably going to ejaculate, right? And um, I found that for a lot of women, um, since I have my own personal issues or reasons why I don't always ejaculate and I take a long time or whatever, that has become a conflict and the dynamic of our relationships because a lot of women are used to having that power right to just you know give their man head and he comes in a couple minutes or make him come real fast or just have that control and uh there's been a couple women where, especially i think my ex that was a problem not i think it was it was brought up as like what's wrong with you why is it you don't come when I do this to you? Or you don't do that as well? Uh, first off, I was molested as a kid. So it takes a lot for me to be just open and let somebody be in charge, right? And then two, you know, as a kid, I had it ingrained in my mind. I don't want no short man. I don't want no quick man. I don't want any of these things, right? So I've, over my 40 years, made sure that it's going to go at least 10, 15 minutes. I don't know what a quickie is usually, right? Um, which some women have genuinely, like, complained about (laughs) like what takes you so long what are you doing down there what well i don't know i mean sorry
0: Do do you think some women take it um like as an insult like they they're not sexy enough
1: oh yeah that's what i mean yeah yeah and it's it's uh it's a dynamic that's just ingrained into women and into our relationships that your woman should be able to satisfy you fastly and do all these different things. Well, what if it just takes a guy 20 minutes to come? Is that a bad thing? Right. Um, If the dynamics were the other way around, guys don't seem to care. I mean, I care. Right. But you know what I mean? Like if a guy wasn't coming, if a guy was coming early and a woman wasn't coming and that just be the dynamic of what everybody expects and for me it's right. usually the way around and it's caused conflict it's caused the were you not attractive, you do you not think of, it has nothing to do with any of those things i'm thinking about don't put your finger in my asshole or Are you playing with my balls is she really playing with my balls you know what i don't like that it's 10 45 <laughs> never mind I heard something on the street. Is that somebody calling out there? Uh, It's a. I'm about to knock over the clock if she keeps doing this. Doesn't she know I'm about to fall off the bed? Um. uh, Is there pants? Like, there's like a million things I think about during sex. I wish I could just not. Sometimes I don't all the time, but um, yeah. So it's a. That would be a regret of mine. I I, and I also remember somebody I had a, my own podcast where we talk about sex and disabilities and shit. And I had a guy that was kind of like my twin. He he has some. Um, he's autistic. He's forty. He's mixed. He's single, right? We're, he's about six three, right? Like we're both tall. Yeah, <laughs> dark and handsome. And he waited to have sex till he's like twenty six. And he uh, had sex. Is he only has sex mostly with prostitutes? He pays for it and uses protection, right? And it's very transactional for him. I don't I'm not saying I want to live like that or there's anything wrong with that or any of that, right? But it it's like I just he's like yeah, and I laughed and he's like, well I don't have five kids and I'm not divorced either twice and I was like, oh you son of a bitch, <laughs> <laughs> I I heard what you said that was a good jam like it's a kidney shot down goes Frazier. I was like oh fuck that's a good one you're right I you oh fuck fuck you so. Yeah, there's, a, I don't know, I, there's no regrets, but sometimes it's always, you wonder if the grass is greener, right? We have right. our own experiences because of it. Uh, I had a friend tell me she was an ex-prostitute, and it was hard for guys to want to date her, and I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can see how the hell it fuck with somebody's, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Yeah.
0: How's your body image?
1: Uh <sighs> I'm a fat bastard. That's poor. Um, that's my own fault. It's also the. It. Like, I made the mistake of posting a picture. I don't know if you saw it on myself when I came back from Hawaii. And I was like, look at how brown I've gotten. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I'm right. like
0: that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, all right, Sherry. <laughs> She's that. a little thirst trap right but uh i remember when i took the picture uh first off it was a full mirror so i took a naked picture right and i i I wanted to post that picture because i actually felt good about my body i know i look rounder but my sides are gone if you know anything about losing weight you lose your sides first right you don't lose the front you lose the sides which makes the belly fucking look bigger because now it's, you know what I mean? But my arms don't touch when I walk now, actually. Which is kind of huge, right? But I took the picture and I was feeling good. I had my tattoo, right? I felt good about how I looked. And then everybody just wanted to shit on me. Mm. You look like a gummy bear. Why would you post that? I can see your hip bone, all these different things. Well, guess did they, what?
0: Did they post, did they comment on your photo? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think there were any comments when I looked at it. Oh, you probably got to it early. (laughs) Don't worry. Once it set in, right, everybody was like, oh, we're roasting this motherfucker, right? But that's what I remember, like, people, it's not what you see for you sometimes, it's what everybody else sees, right? And a lot of times, like, people wanted to tear me down and make me feel bad because I was feeling good one day. Y'all are some assholes. <laughs> right, okay. like, I don't feel bad for posting the picture if you didn't like. Guess what? You keep scrolling, right? But yeah, I got 21 comments on here. Not not a lot. Not all of them are that bad, right? But just you know, um somebody was put your clothes on. Somebody said love the turtle. And then somebody else was like, "What the fuck's going on here?" And my son said, "Dad, don't he look like he butt naked?" Somebody else, nobody trying to see that man's hips, right? There's somebody else you shaped like a gummy bear, right? Somebody else, bro, you just putting all that dick you do out for all the interwebs, right? Right. Like, eh, it wasn't too bad, but, you know, it's the three or four that <laughs> that are mean or from people that you haven't heard of, right? Like, that was the other part is you'll post some shit about something, and you'll have somebody you ain't talked to in 17 years tell you how fat you are. But I ain't talked to you in seven years, but you can tell me I'm fat. Fuck you! Like <laughs> those are the things I guess I keep track of. <laughs> I'm a mess, Sherry. You understand when I read comments? I'm a mess. I'm measuring all angles, uh, are average. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Last of interval of conversation. When you're what you usually say, but I'm a fat bastard. Um, I don't think I've ever. Like even in high school, if I showed you my high school pick, I'm six foot two, I'm two hundred and twenty-eight pounds. I just got a little bit I've never been sexy. I've always felt like this right here and my hair and my personality, great. But I've never been like, yeah. Hey. And I think it's uh it's always been a level of uh crowd shaming or crowd. You know what I mean? You, I used to be an athlete, and so I was, well, you don't have a six-pack. I was six foot two, 208 pounds, with a little bit of chub. Like, I didn't have a six-pack showing. I've always had a little bit of gut. But mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, you don't have a six-pack. What? You know what I mean? So, I don't think I've ever really loved myself like that. You know, like no Lizzo. I can't. I'm starting to get there now. But I just even like in my suits, people are like, oh your suit don't fit right, or this or that, or you know what I mean? Like everybody always got something to say.
0: But I was saying, why does everyone have some Yeah, people don't do that to me and I, I probably I don't know that I get I get comments rarely on like YouTube videos where they're like, Oh, you're gonna break your stool or something. And then I just say, oh, that was really clever. And I just leave the comment there because <laughs> it's interaction, you know, it's supposed to be negative or positive, but um,
1: yeah. I know I what it is.
0: I don't know why people do that to you, but you know what What I is. know what
1: it is. Uh, I figured it out. It was while I was in Hawaii. And I think for most people, when you have an air of, when you, when you, ride that line of confidence versus arrogance people don't like that oh they
0: want to knock you down a little
1: bit right and just think about what suit man like when we go to comedy shows just being suit man what does that mean well i'm always going to be suit and tie i'm always going to be dressed dapper i put some thought into what i'm looking at what does that say to everybody else who doesn't wear a suit and tie well you didn't put any thought into what you're doing you didn't look imperfect no, that's not what it says to any of you guys. It just says, I want to do that. But that's what I've been told, right? And I remember doing Zoom comedy really helped me with that. Because somebody was, I remember I did this show, and I'm sitting there. And they're like, What the fuck is this suit man guy? And I was just sitting there laughing. And I'm, I'm in the room, right? And they're talking about me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and They don't know it, right? Because I'm not in a suit. And I think my hair was like back or something, oh. right? It, it they were like, you gotta be a, like, who's Suit Man? Like, he's just a superhero who wears suits? Like, he's even fucking funny, or is he just not a dress? I'd burn this guy a new asshole. And then the guy says, next up we have Dante, du- 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 oh fuck, Suit Man? <laughs> hey man, I'm sorry, bro. We didn't mean it. I was like, nah, nah, it's okay. I just, re- I must be some white guy in a suit. Luckily, I'm only 60% white. So I guess that's not true. (laughs) And, you know, they laughed or whatever. But, yeah, I think that's what it is. is, You know, I'm out here having a good time. I'm out here living my life. I do things. like We've talked before about some things. You're like, I have the confidence to do shit that people shouldn't, right? I talk about things openly that people don't. From my mother's death to losing my kids to my own emotions to my suicide. I'm very transparent. And people just don't like that. People just don't like, like I'm in Hawaii. You need to go here. You need to go there. You motherfuckers not see I'm going everywhere. Why do I need your recommendations on where to go? I didn't ask for them. (laughs) Right? I, I, I think it's just that air of, I'm a really happy person when it comes down to it. You've seen it. Like when I'm in a good mood, it's infectious. If you're not in a good mood, I've seen it before. You're like, I'm going to go wheel over here because I can't be around Dante right now. He's too happy. He's too loud. He's too much. But when you're in a good mood, you want to be around that, right? And I think that's that's my problem because I'm really a high, good energy person. And a lot of people just don't. I'm not Ned Flanders, but I'm damn near kind of a Ned Flanders type person. Hey, you diddly do, neighbor? How you doing? Huh? And so, dude, fuck that guy.
0: Do you have a a sexual bucket list or have you done everything you've wanted to do or try?
1: I think I grew out of my sexual bucket list. I think I have a love bucket list instead. I had somebody who wanted to press my ex my ex-girlfriend that I had um really I really appreciate her because she tested my limits and I I really appreciate that experience in a lot of ways because she was uh they call what is it sexually positive right Mm -hmm. which sometimes they think is an excuse for being a hoe other ways it's being an excuse to be sexually explorative right Mm -hmm. I think most people it's the first one not the second one but that's that's a different answer um but she made me really just think about certain things. And she talked about how she went to all these sex parties and all her um, feminine confidence and sexuality and just hearing her be a, a sexually active woman and all these different things. And it's not so much it turned me off that she was doing all these things. It's just a lot of the different things. I was like, I would do those things and I don't want to do those things. And I wouldn't want to share a woman anymore. I don't want to have a threesome anymore. I really don't see how that works. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be fun if me and my girlfriend both think a girl's hot and we're both into that, but then I'm not going to let you bring a guy home, so I don't think that's fair. Right? So why would I ask for that? Right? So for me, sexually, no. You know, you've I've had sex in a waterfall. I've had sex in a park. I've had sex with a threesome. We've done it in an elevator. We've done it you know, in a car. I've done it while driving. I've done it, black, white, native. You know what I mean. I've had all the flavors, right? Like all of that. I I would say, um, what's the word? Uh, what do they call it? Um, championing of sex or 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 questing of sex. Um, that happened a long time ago. Uh. I think right now where I'm at, it's hard for me to have like women can be so beautiful and then I meet them and they're not beautiful to me anymore. And my ex did that to me, right? Getting down to the raw of who a person is and how they treat you versus how they look. Those are two different things. And how somebody treats you and makes you feel is way better than how they look. Right? because mm-hmm. as we get older and i'm pretty sure you'll identify with this or understand what i'm saying our bodies fuck up our bodies fall apart right mm-hmm. what are you gonna do like I, I told everybody like what happens when your dick don't work anymore right what happens when you get vaginosis and you need a lubricant to have sex and you don't have any on you what happens if she has to have cervical cancer and loses her most of her you know what i mean what happens if you have penile cancer and you lose half your penis right what happens if, Like, there's got to be more than you just look at them and go, ha, ha, ha. and then not only that, but they're going to change. Like, You guys could both be hot as hell, and maybe you'll get lucky and be the couple that still looks hot at 89, but usually one of you fuckers is going to fall off. When, you know what I mean? Like, One of you guys is going to start looking like Dr. Jekyll versus everybody, Mr. Hyde.
0: Everybody evens out as they get old. Like, See a bunch of yeah. old people, you can't tell which one used to be good-looking and which one used to be ugly. Every
1: once in a while. Do you get what I mean? Like Betty White. Rarely. rarely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, rarely. Once you hit 75, 80, we all look like Yogi Berra. <laughs> you know what I mean? With overgrown ears and, and, <laughs> and hairy and big old eyebrows whether you're black, white, or native. You start looking the same. And so, you know, I'm, I'm still at a point where I just can't date any, any old looking woman. I'm not at that age yet or, or at that I guess you could say affinity where, you know, I could date someone who I thought was ugly if they treated me nice. I can't do that yet. But uh, I'm definitely not as turned on by the, I'm not turned on by the bad bitch. I'm not turned on by the Nicki Minaj. Like they're attractive, but they're like, is it visually appealing? Yes. Do I want to go buy one? No. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we could all see a great looking carpet. Oh, that looks great. Do I have, do I have a, a a want or desire to ever own one? No. And that's how I feel about most extremely hot women these days. Is like after dealing with one and and the makeup and the the put together and the maintenance and they have to get their nails done, their pedicure, their hair done. They need to do this every two to three weeks. It's time, right? And then they need like, do you know how much time it goes into being a bad bitch?
0: <laughs> you I like... know it takes a lot of time just to be a mediocre
1: bitch. So I... <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a joke in there for you. Like I don't have time to be a bad bitch. I barely got time to be a mediocre. But yeah, I just I don't know. I think it's changed, and so like I I I went on. I've went on vacations so with women now. And that's more like, can we go hang out for nine days and you not upset me? I sound like a woman, right? Like, can you not annoy me? If you annoy me, my, my dick dries up. <laughs> right? Can you just stop topping? Not literally, but I think that's kind of where I've gotten. And so for me, this whole sexual conquest, nah, I got love conquest. There, that's the word I was looking at. I no longer do sexual conquest. I'm all love conquest. I want to so find are somebody. you looking
0: for love, or are you just gonna kind of hang out and see if it shows up?
1: You know, I'd say I am looking. Do you know why? Why? Because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dating. I'm, I'm, I'm communicating with intent and purpose, and I have boundaries. And I think intent, purpose, and boundaries. Why do I say that's big? Well. There has to be intent, right? Like mm-hmm. so I'll hang out with somebody, and be, mm, I bet they're trying to screw me. Okay, do I really want to screw this one? Right? If we had sex, would I be okay with it tomorrow? Would I change our relationship? If it does, is it worth it? Right? Do they understand the boundaries that if we have sex and it doesn't go right, we're not going any further? <laughs> right? Like, and then what's the purpose? Am I would I just want to have sex with them? Like take off the idea of me getting laid at this moment. If if I wasn't worried about getting laid in this moment, would I want to sleep with them again tomorrow and the next day? If like I had to sleep with this person every day, would that be okay? Not okay. Never mind. Being honest about that, just in myself, right? Like how many how many people have you slept with where you're like, well, no, I would. I knew in the first time I slept with them, even if it was amazing, I wasn't gonna sleep with them again. I mean, they're they're Dave. <laughs> Not, sorry name's your husband? That's just the name I thought of. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're this person. Yeah, they're yeah, they're kind of cute, but no, I wouldn't want to be with them. This isn't the only dick I'd want for the rest of my life. I don't care how great it was, right? hmm If you already know that, then why would you sleep with them? If that's not your intent and purpose, right? And so I'm done just having me- mediocre, casual sex. It's not that great. And then it's it's just not that fulfilling. Right, so, go ahead, sorry.
0: Well, what is your definition of amazing sex?
1: Man, amazing sex is passionate. It's deep. It's um, it's like an improv scene, right? There's it's not a routine. It can be a routine. You can be used to being a certain character. Don't get me wrong. That could be great sex as well. But it's like a great, you know it when you got it. If you've ever done improv, you know what I mean. When you pair it up with a partner and everything goes great, and the charisma's just there and it's like words just flow. And for me, I don't know if it's so much the sex, it's the interaction. I've had it a couple of different times. And when I have that physical, mental chemistry oh my god the sex is amazing when you can anticipate what they want when you can feel them their breathing their heartbeat you can they, you're in control they're in control they they know to stop tease just there's just a a, a a dance a a tempo a a flow. There's not a, a lot of thinking. There's not anything else you're thinking about. You're not worried about the laundry. You're not thinking about the fucking dinner that you're going to make tomorrow. You're not worried about you just tore off your fucking shirt or panties ripped. You're not worried about any of those fucking things. You are so focused on the rhythm, the the vibe, the energy, the, the satisfaction you are getting in this moment. That, that is when it's it. And you can feel their heartbeat when you're both sweating, when you're both just in the throes of passion. It's almost like a movie. You don't climax at quite the same time, but you both climax, right? And if she's climaxed already, she waits for you to climax and climaxes again. And if you've climaxed before she can, you find other ways to make sure she has as well. And usually if it's this intimate, you don't have to worry about her climaxing because you did your job properly. And so like that's when it's just when you lay there and you giggle and you're just laying in that pool of half sweat half cold you know what I mean it's just uh whoo sorry all oh. right well <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right you got any good sex stories before we go
1: I got a couple um so the first one was uh and, and two of them are with the same girl that's the funny part. So she fucked me up both times, so I met this girl, and it was going great, and I was cooking for her, and uh, I made shrimp fried rice, and I got a habanero pepper, I got three habaneros to kind of spice it up, right, mm-hmm. and uh, put them in there and ate, and everything went good, and then later, uh, she decided to give me some oral services. And um, I'm uncircumcised, which means I'm extremely tender down there. And holy shit, my dick got hot. And when (laughs) I say it got hot, I mean my dick was on fire. Oh, oh, no. Yeah! And she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, "Uh, you still have some remnants of that hotness in your mouth. And she's like, What do you mean? She's like, You can't feel that. And she's like, Well, I, mean, I can feel a little bit. Oh, I can feel it a lot. <laughs> and uh, I had to go take a shower, we rent stuff. It didn't like it, it it still was hot for like 20, 30, 40 minutes. Uh, that was not fun. That was uh that was kind of the that was the first incident with her.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the second incident with her was just fucking horrible and embarrassing so she had went out and got drunk and uh she came over and we're hanging out and you can smell the fucking fried fish and you know what i mean in in beer on it you know what i mean you can just you know you know you can smell where somebody's bed, and uh she was giving me oral I decided to deep throat the fucker. and Went a little too far. Oh no! Puked on me.
0: <laughs> it <was the> worst.
1: <laughs> and I I laughed because I told my, I have a lot of women friends and I told them what happened, and uh they were like, "Yeah, that happens to a lot of women. You're not the uh, she's not the only one that's happened." What? <laughs> Just like he, he, every every woman learns. Not all men are meant to be dethroned, and not all. Such, I'm mad how you're laughing. You're already like, oh, I know where this is going, right? And it was weird because, like, puke is warm, right? So <laughs> the first thing is you get this warm sensation everywhere, and I'm like, oh god. And then I'm about to throw on tape, but then the smell hits you, and you're like, "Oh, uh, <laughs> oh god!" And then, the worst, you gotta go wash off. And then, ironically, uh, stomach acid is very lubricating. Um funniest <laughs> uh, <laughs> <the laughs> I've ever felt, trying to like wash off and get back to that feeling of just your skin. That was fucking horrible and gross. Like that, uh. Honestly, that's why I broke up with that girl. After she did that, I couldn't look at her the same. It was because, you know, I'm not, first off, I'm not, I, I don't really need blowjobs. Like, I like them. You know what I mean? They're cool, but they're not, like, my thing. Right? And then it was, I don't really like, that's not how I like my blowjob either. I don't like it deep to it. I just I, I worry about those things. <laughs> and so it was like, that's like two red flags, bitch. I don't even like this second I told you not to do that. And third you were drunk, drunk, and you tried anyways. It sounds like you're not making good decisions. <laughs> you're not a good decision maker in the bedroom. I'm a, I'm okay with that. And then the, I think the funniest story I have is uh, when I was married, I used to play football. Um, You know, you get home. I get home at like 2, 3 in the morning from a game because, you know, I played Oregon or play in Canada, you know, play the game, drive home. And it happened a lot where I come home and want to get laid. And my body's not ready, and so I like I get a cramp, and so there's one time me and my wife were having sex, and my legs cramped up, and I was like, punch me in the leg, and she's like, what? And I was like, punch leg. And She's just like, she's like, are you getting off of this? It's like, no, I got a cramp with my legs. Okay, she's like, thought you were some new weird shit. And I was like, no, just cramp, just cramp. That it's weird that you know what I mean be have to stop sex because your body's cramping up and you can't move. Yeah.
0: all right. this is gonna come out in two weeks from today. So do you have anything that'll be coming out around that time that you would like to promote?
1: Yes uh so uh next April 4 20 2024 Suitman Productions is bringing deaf comedy jam back to Seattle. Um, for those of you who think you know what deaf comedy is, it's not that one. It's actually deaf comedy. Um, we're making comedy accessible for deaf audience. So I bring in a deaf headliner, me and myself, I'm partial deaf. And then we have a couple hearing comics. We have it, um, somebody doing um, sign language. We also have it recorded so that way you can see the captioning as we're going. So that way you can have a deaf and hearing experience for comedy. Best part is I'll be streaming it as well. So for those of you who have a deaf friend, a deaf family, a deaf relative, and you've never had anything you could do with them before other than fucking grab a notepad because nobody wants to learn a if you're not deaf, right? Um, now you got a way you can hang out with them. And it's truly something different. Um, deaf Comedy Jam is an amazing show. I was going to talk to you about that. We'll talk later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's something I got for you as well. Um, it's a handicap accessible space. They've got the lift. They've got all those things, and it's it's going to be at Rainier Art Center in Seattle, which holds about two hundred people. Elysian Brewery it's already sponsoring it, even though we're not serving alcohol. It'll be an all ages event. Bring your kids. Bring your wife. anybody can come. Um, and it's just really a wholesome, a wholesome program. You can always check me out though on Suitman Productions. It's like Suit and Tie Suitman Productions, on any medium, whether that's YouTube, Facebook tiktok anywhere you'll find us um i've got all kinds of shows on there i got an old show called social security influencers that we've been running for three or four years i got a podcast called autistic artists where we talk about being autistic an artist and then i've got a podcast called dating with disabilities where we talk about what it's like to try to date or not date most people it's not date (laughs) and have disabilities so uh it's uh I think we had Sherry on there. I know we had Sherry on there. I've had a couple of people now that aren't even artists now that are just like in a wheelchair. I got one girl who's 23 who lost like half her hand. She talks about how guys are always asking her to give them some kind of weird hand job because her hand's all, like, oh, <laughs> like I've learned a lot of words I didn't know before. I'll just put it to you like that. So no. <laughs> those are the things I got going on. Other than that, you can always catch me in Seattle at Jokes and Jules and Georgetown. All
0: right. Well, thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun. And I'll hopefully see you around soon.
1: Yes, ma'am. Have a good day. Thank you, Sherry. Bye.